I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Hey folks, Dr. Joe Esposito here. I am happy that you're here, and I, I use the word happy today, because what we're going to talk about today is the mental health crisis that is right now global. Now, you may not think that it's affecting you, but it is, because there's so many things happening, uh, bad news. It's in these news cycles that are coming around. It's just one bad news cycle after another bad news cycle. And so I've really gotten to the point where I can't even watch the news much anymore. I watch the highlights to see what happened. And then if it's not something that's really going to uh, uh, give me good information or something I could use, I switch over. I'll maybe go to, I'll even go to Comedy Central and watch reruns of Futurama. But I've got I've to break that cycle. And especially with mental health issues like Naomi Judd recently committed suicide. Of course, Robin Williams a while ago. Um, we're starting to see... Uh, these issues are affecting everyone. So it's not just us. And I, I think it was, God, I want to say Jim Carrey might have said, I, I remember the quote, uh, who said it. But he said, I wish everybody could be rich and famous and have everything they want and realize that's not going to solve their problems. So it really is true. So no matter who you are, uh, we all have these issues. And I want to address them, uh, admit that they're there, first of all, address them, and then give you a lot of tips whole bunch of tips on what to do about it and it's really a day-by-day -day thing and just before I went on uh, went on the air I was talking to my office manager Damon and he says what's your topic and I told him and uh, he said yeah exactly he says I'm I work really hard meaning him to eat right get my rest make sure I'm getting chiropractic care make sure I'm as healthy as it can possibly be because we're not immune to the news cycles we're not immune to what's going on and it's a pretty serious issue so in the United States we're facing this crisis and experts are noting that we're in dire need of more mental health professionals. Now, I think that everyone at some point in their lives should go through counseling sessions and find out what kind of things that happened in their lives uh, are affecting them and what to do about it. I'm a huge proponent of counseling. Uh, you can do therapists, you can do psychiatrists, you can do psychologists, uh, but getting, to, getting deep and admitting that there's issues is really important. Because we all have issues. Everybody's has issues. Maybe it's a death of a loved one. Maybe it's loss of a job. Maybe it's something that happened as a child. Maybe it was a mean sister or a mean brother. Uh, family issues. Uncles, moms, dads. So there's issues that occur, and when we're little, we don't realize that it's a problem. My father was disabled. He was deaf. And I didn't realize that that was an issue because it's the only thing I knew. I only knew that my father was deaf, and that was, is what it was, was what it was. So not that it was a traumatic issue in my life. My father had an accident before I was born. He fell off a ladder and fractured his skull and went deaf. So I just thought that's how it was. And that's not a big thing. I mean, it's a big thing, but it wasn't like my father was beating me or my parents were abusing me. But when you're young, you just assume this is all there is. This is all I know. And I'm assuming this is what the whole world is all about. And so many times we have to address these issues. And I remember with my dad, uh, when I went to, through counseling, we talked about it, and, and the counselor said, are you mad at your father? And I said, well, I can't be mad at him. He went deaf. It wasn't his fault. He said, no, no, that's not the question. Were you mad that he never heard your voice? And it took me a second, and I went, yeah, I, I am. I'm very mad that he never heard my voice. Now, 
It doesn't mean uh, I can do anything about it, but it's okay to feel that emotion. And that's what was really cool that I learned. It was okay to be mad at them. It was okay to be mad at somebody when they die. How dare you leave me? Now, it's not a rational thought. It's not like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do something about it, but it's okay to feel these things. And so with everything going on in the world, it's okay to be upset. And we're going to talk about things we can do about that too. And this one, uh, uh, Kristen Drake, who's a clinical associate professor of psychiatry, uh, New York University, uh, uh, she says, every day people call my office looking for help. A loved one who has not left, a bed for, not left their bed for a week. A father who's experiencing panic symptoms for preparing for his children for school. A young woman using substances, uh, and she's putting herself in danger. These are people in real crisis, and they are. And even if you're a parent and you've raised a child, you know what it's like. There are times where you don't like your child, and you feel terrible that you don't like your child. I just want you to sleep. I just want you to sit down. I just want you to listen. Those are okay feelings. Don't act on them, but it's okay to have the feelings. So this, this doctor is saying their conditions are complex and acute. They require expert help, people to talk to. Uh, maybe uh, management from with drug withdrawal, maybe prescription medication. Uh, but before the pandemic, she said, I could always help. I would be able to find time to meet with someone for a consultation, make a few calls, and make, do, the thing, do it right. But since the pandemic, she says she's booked solid. And now counseling has gone online, which is kind of cool too. But even those online folks are getting pretty booked up. So depression and anxiety are at an all-time high. Now, according to the most recent Household Pulse survey, I don't know who they are, it's conducted by the U.S. National Center for Health Statistics, 27.3% of American adults struggle with depression or anxiety, and that's in addition to 40 million Americans who report substance uh, use disorders. So substance abuse is an issue as well. And I said the other day, who was I talking to? I can't remember. Something about drinking. And how it's been so long since I've had a drink. I hadn't had a drink since I was 28 years old. And I never drank a lot. I never liked it. And when I finally admitted to myself, I just don't like drinking. It was okay. I just stopped drinking. And they said, yeah, most people, that, you're the rarity. Most people really enjoy their drinking. And, so they, and then they joked. They said, you're not good for the alcohol business. But it becomes an issue. Because if you have a drink, that's one thing. But when you have multiple drinks and you drink every day, I had somebody I knew uh, very well, and she had to have a glass of wine every day. Then it became two glasses of wine. Then it became three glasses of wine. And then she said she was going to stop, and then she didn't. And eventually, I ended the relationship because I realized that this person needed help, and she wasn't seeking help. And there wasn't much else I can do at that point. And so substance abuse is a big issue, and food can be a substance. Okay, Eating too much can deal with anxiety and depression. So according to this doctor... Uh, it doesn't go, uh, the, the mental health issues are fairly obvious and the price to society is huge. And a lot of it has to do with the overwhelming nonstop news cycles with bad news. And I saw a meme the other day and it was meant to be funny, but it, it said uh, something about monkeypox. I haven't even taken down my Ukraine decorations yet. Now, I understand the humor behind it, but it really is telling that we're being bombarded with news cycle after news cycle about one thing after another after another, and then there's shootings. And when is there some good news? Well, the good news is, I'm going to tell you right now, the good news is that you can control how your body reacts to these things. Oftentimes, it's a hard-to-define issue. 
I don't know why I'm sad. I don't know why I don't have the energy I used to. I don't know why I don't have the libido that I used to. I don't know why I don't want to socialize like I used to. I know when COVID kind of started wrapping up and we started having events and going out again, I felt weird. You know, before COVID, I would get invited to two, three, four events a week, dinners, parties, gatherings, uh, networking groups, and I would be exhausted. I just want to go home and sleep. I don't feel like going out anymore. And then when it started coming around again, I thought, I don't feel right doing all this. So we have shifted. We've become more uh, introverted, I think, in our socializing. Now, trauma usually involves some type of life-threatening event that can leave you fearful or helpless. Uh, many who have religiously followed the mainstream news over the past two years have clearly been traumatized. You can't not be traumatized. Uh, the the death-dealing blow in the form of uh, uh, now the virus was the thing that kind of tied everything together uh, could come from anyone, your loved ones, people you, you care about. So there's no, you were never safe when the virus was going crazy. You didn't know if somebody you're talking to, it could be somebody you're dating, could be your, your family member, could be your children. You kind of started putting up a barrier and saying, are they carriers? I don't know. So what's more, it wasn't an isolated incident that could be processed and recovered from. It was a slow-moving disaster. It escalated over time. And the problem was it didn't seem to have an end. It still doesn't have an end. And so whatever we end up calling it, it's clear that this pandemic had been a key causative factor in this mental health crisis. I'm going to get to what to do about it in a second. Don't worry. March 2022, World Health Organization said discussion about when and how to declare the end of the pandemic was underway, but we still weren't there yet. And we're still not there yet. It's still part of the news cycle every day. Now, we add to that, like I said, Ukraine, mass shootings, inf inflation, gas prices going through the ceiling. No wonder we have a mental health crisis. And what happened was when people got into their lockdown, they started eating bad foods. And people put on the, you know, the, the, the COVID-20, they were calling it, or COVID-15. It used to be called the freshman 15. When you go to college, you put on 15 pounds. Now they're calling it the COVID-15. So people were putting on weight because they stayed home. They ate more. They weren't outside. They weren't socializing. And it became a big issue. That, in turn, weakened your immune system. Bad food can weaken your immune system. So now that you're sitting at home. You're not socializing. You're not moving around. Now you're eating bad food. You weaken the immune system even further. And the struggle uh, became overwhelming. And so anxiety started to set in. And I saw it with our patients. And I have a, a, a benefit that most people don't is I deal with a lot of people. You know, we have four offices in the Atlanta area. We have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. And it's a big issue because people come to us with their health issues, not just back pain and neck pain, but health issues as well and emotional issues, uh, even at the station. When I go to the radio station, it used to be packed. And, you know, you talk to all the news reporters. You talk to the people from the other stations. And you'd socialize. You'd check in almost with each other. And you became your working family. And then suddenly we weren't seeing anybody for a while. And then suddenly they started trickling back a little bit and a little bit. So it's getting better, but there's no simple answer to the mental health crisis. But there are a lot of things that we can do to keep ourselves physically healthy as well as mentally healthy. And that's really what I want to talk about today. Because there's stress that we experience. And there's three types of stress. There's chemical, physical, and emotional stress. And those stresses affect the body chemically. So right now, wherever you are, if a gunshot went off, your body would release adrenaline, your body would dump out a hormone called cortisol, and cortisol does several things. Cortisol causes the body to react uh, under trauma, 
and along with adrenaline. But cortisol then also, if the cortisol levels stay high, the body says this stress is not going away. It's not just the, oh, that was a, a car backfiring. It wasn't a gunshot and I'm okay. What happens is cortisol then says, I don't know when this stress is going to end. I'm going to cause the body to start storing energy because we're going to need that energy in the future to protect ourselves. So that energy we store is called fat. And so when cortisol levels are high, your body has a tendency to lay down fat. Fat produces estrogen. Estrogen is a growth hormone. Estrogen then causes you to lay down fat, which causes you to produce estrogen, which causes you to lay down fat. So we get caught in a trap, as Elvis Presley said, and the body starts to react. And it really speeds up the aging process as well. So stress really ages us, emotional stress. Now, there's physical stress. How about neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, headaches, numbness, tingling? How many people have some type of pain? Raise your hand. I'm going to guess everyone is going to raise their hand. I don't know anyone who's totally immune to pain. So if we have acute pain, oh, I sprained my ankle, it hurts, I'm going to wrap it, I'm going to put ice on it. The body deals with it as an inflammatory reaction. The body sends out white blood cells. The inflammation goes down and the body's healed. Long-term pain, neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, really has an adverse effect on our blood pressure, on our cortisol levels, on our antioxidant levels, and the brain, the stress of the brain. And so the body now has some real serious things it has to deal with. And so if you have long-term pain, neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, this is one of the stresses that many times you can fix, you have control over. You might not have control over a war, over a pandemic, but you do have control over your own body. So if you have pain, what do you think would be the number one treatment for pain? Most effective, least expensive treatment for back pain? Chiropractic care. There's your answer. It's not hard. If you have pain, chiropractic care, most effective, least expensive, generally speaking. Not everybody, but generally speaking. So why not get that taken care of? You can't control the wars or the pandemics or the inflation, but you can control how your body deals with it. So if you'd like to come see us in the Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. We would love to be your doctors. So if you want to make an appointment, you can do it right online, drjoe.com. And uh, we can get you usually seen within 48 hours. Normally, the first visit is $712. We reduce that to $299. That's an exam, x-rays, consultation, first treatment, the next visit going over the x-rays, and a complete nutrition evaluation. The x-rays alone anywhere else is probably going to cost you more than $299. Now, if you do it and we find something wrong, prepare to get it fixed. Don't come in and just kick some tires and say, oh, I just want to find out what's going on. Don't waste your time. Don't waste your money. Come in with the understanding that if there's something wrong, let's go ahead and fix it. And so if you have an issue, you can go to our website, drjoe.com. We accept almost every insurance out there. In fact, I was talking to Tracy, uh, my person who verifies insurances, and we had somebody come in uh, with Nigerian embassy insurance. And she's verifying that now. So we accept just about every insurance known to man. Uh, if you're ever in a car accident, please, if the car is damaged, you're damaged. There's no other way around it. You need to come see us right away. And do it right away because the insurance companies play this game. And this game is that, well, Joe, you were in a car accident, but you didn't go to the doctor for a couple of days, a couple of weeks, whatever they decide is going to be their you know, magic cutoff point. So we're going to deny your claim. We don't care if you get treatment or not. We're going to deny your claim because you weren't really hurt or else you would have went to the doctor right away. Well, you didn't have a car. Your car got smacked up. 
something happened at work. You had a virus. You couldn't go out. It's just one of these stupid games they play. So don't let them throw up barriers. Now, we can get around those barriers. I have ways to around those barriers. I've played this game, and we've, you know, it's this battle going back and forth. But try to get in and see us as soon as possible. DrJoe.com. Again, Marietta Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. So let's jump into what you need to do to deal with the anxiety, depression uh, that's going on. So physically, we know right away, come see us. We're really good at that. Chemically, let's talk about that, food. I want to talk about the foods to avoid if you have anxiety or depression. Actually, I should take that back. These are the foods to avoid no matter what. These are the things that when you put in your body, are going to make anxiety and depression worse, but it's going to make everything worse. So I just want you to avoid them anyway. So from a nutritional standpoint, let's talk about some things. Now, one thing, this is interesting because I saw a patient do this the other day. They came in and had a bottle of orange juice with them. And they said, hey, doc, look at me. I'm not drinking soda anymore. I'm drinking orange juice. You had a big influence on me. And I said, it's probably just as bad as soda. What? It's orange juice. It comes from veg fruits. You always say you fruits and vegetables. The fiber in the whole fruit helps fill you up and slow down how your body absorbs the sugar. So what happens is if I eat an orange, it has fiber, and the fiber slowly pushes the sugar through the colon, and I get a slow release of sugar, giving me steady energy for a certain amount of time. Without the fiber, you're basically just drinking slightly nutritious sugar water that gets absorbed very quickly, spikes your blood sugar, then crashes you, and it can leave you feeling angry, hungry, or hangry, of course, that's the new word. I like that word. It doesn't help with anxiety and depression. You want to eat whole foods, not the store, but the foods, because whole foods have fiber and phytonutrients, and it slowly pushes the food through the colon, giving that slow release of energy. Now, if you're going to drink, you want to drink water. Herbal teas work very well. There's a, several relaxing herbal teas, lavender tea, chamomile tea, very relaxing. Now, you can have these teas hot or iced. A lot of people don't know, never thought about it really. They always think about iced tea as just black orange pico tea, and they put sugar in it and lemon, and that's uh, iced tea. What about iced chamomile or lavender or slippery elm? There's so many other uh, teas out there, caffeine-free, that you can drink that gives you a nice calming feeling. I like chai tea, cinnamon. Um, uh, I love cinnamon tea. So there's a lot of different teas that you can do iced as well. Now, we talked about that, but soda is pretty much the same thing. Blood spiking sugar, same thing like fruit juice, but there's no nutrition in it. So the orange juice might be a little better. Maybe I should say it's just not as bad. So sugar-sweetened drinks like soda, direct link to depression. If you crave soda, what you can do is just take some seltzer. Seltzer, by the way, is bubbly water. Club soda is bubbly water with salt in it. Seltzer versus club soda, now you know. And just put a splash of juice in there. That would be a better choice. Or better yet, use like lemon juice or lime juice. If you want to sweeten it, add a little stevia to it. That works really well. So what's going to happen is if you're drinking soda, let's say you're drinking a cola. Cola has something in it called phosphoric acid. Phosphoric acid, when it gets in your body, is an acid. The body has to neutralize that acid. The body uses calcium as its primary neutralizing agent. So your body gives up calcium to neutralize the acid. You need calcium to help you relax. So anxiety, depression, if you're drinking acid foods, I call them the seven deadly sins, alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, and artificial sweetener, those seven foods are bad for many different reasons, but all of them are acidic. 
rob the body of calcium. Calcium neutralizes the acid, but you need the calcium to relax, so you can't relax, and that exacerbates your anxiety and your depression. Get the soda out of the house. The bottom line. Now, there are sodas that are sweetened with stevia. Uh, Zevia is one brand name. I think Blue Mountain might have stevia sweetened or Lohan sweetened. But those sodas are okay, but not colas. Cola has caffeine, also has phosphoric acid. So stay away from those, but just make your own soda. It's just that simple. So much cheaper, too. Now, diet soda is the worst of them all. No sugar, no problem, right? No, that's not how it works. You may have not have the energy crash that comes with having too much sugar, but diet soda may make you depressed. In fact, it could make you feel so down, uh, worse than the sugary, the sugary cousin, we'll call it. Too much caffeine in the sodas are bad for anxiety as well. So when it comes to artificial sweeteners that they use in, in diet sodas, aspartame is the most common one. Aspartame breaks down to three components, aspartic acid, phenylalanine, and methyl esters. Aspartic acid is an excitotoxin to the brain. What does that mean? It causes the brain to fire faster than it's supposed to and can literally burn out your brain cells. So if you have anxiety, depression, or any type of mental disorder, which we all have at some point, and you give yourself artificial sweetener, it's throwing gasoline onto the fire, especially aspartame. It also breaks down to methanol, which is wood alcohol, and it's an alcohol. And alcohol destroys brain cells and it causes kidney damage. So of anything I talk about to drink, artificial sweetener is the worst. Alcohol is probably right up there, but maybe, God, I hate to say not as bad, but artificial sweetener is the worst of the worst. Sucralose, uh, which is the yellow packet usually, is a chlorinated hydrocarbon, also an artificial sweetener. And chlorinated hydrocarbons cause the body to act as if they have estrogen, too much estrogen. And so that's not good either because we said earlier that estrogen causes you to lay down fat, which produces estrogen, which causes you to lay down fat, and estrogen can make you sad. Estrogen has effects on the brain, and it can bring about too much of it can bring about sadness. So please, I'm begging you, everybody should stay away from artificial sweetener, especially if there's anxiety or depression involved. And now you might think to yourself, well, Dr. Joe, I eat really light in the morning. I wake up. I just have some orange juice and toast. Well, we talked about orange juice already. Let's talk about something as simple as toast. It's made from white bread. Highly processed white bread quickly turns into blood sugar. So eating white bread or eating is like eating cookies and cakes. Don't think it's any better. It's actually just as bad. That can cause the energy spikes, and that can lead to anxiety and depression. So if you're going to do a, a bread, you shouldn't. But if you're going to, I would recommend if you can do a whole grain gluten-free bread. Now, those are kind of hard to find, to be honest with you. They don't taste as good as white bread. So try to stay away from bread. People say, well, Dr. Joe, what's the best bread out there? Well, there really isn't a good bread. Gluten-free is better than non-gluten-free, um, but if you're going to do it, you have to eat with a lot of fiber. So the fiber can act, you know, kind of act like, the, act like a whole, whole food would, like vegetables or fruit, and push the sugar slowly through the colon and get that slow release. But the best thing is really to stay away from bread if you can. So breads, cookies, cakes, donuts, pastas, not the healthiest thing for you, especially if we're dealing with anxiety and depression. Now, I said eat salads, and I've had people say, well, Dr. Joe, I eat salad with blue cheese dressing on it. Not a good idea. Dairy, not a good idea. Loaded with estrogen-like compounds. And also, many times, the light or sugar-free dressings have those artificial sweeteners in them. And the artificial sweetener is a thing that we're talking about, how bad it is. Listen, I got a lot more to cover. We're dealing with anxiety and depression. What's happening in today's society with the nonstop news cycles, bad news every day? What do we do about it? You have control 
over what you eat. And you can't control other things, but you can control your diet. And so I'm telling you what not to eat, then we'll tell you what to eat. Uh, as, a, as a spoiler, everybody should be taking Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source. Those are the minimum supplements you should take along with omega-3 fatty acids for brain function. Now, when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about brain function and what to do. But Super Greens and Essential Source are available on our website, drjoe.com. We can ship them to you. Come pick them up in our offices. But the best thing is come in for an evaluation so we can find out what's wrong with your body so we can get it fixed. And you can book your appointments right on our website, drjoe.com. Atlanta area, we have offices in Marietta, Duluth, Stockbridge, and West Cobb. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on the WSB Radio app.